You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. September 1st, 1989. Dear Diary, I believe I'm a good person. You know, I think that there's good in everyone, but <laughs> here we are. First day of senior year. And uh, I look around at these kids that I've known all my life and I ask myself, what happened? Freak, slut, burnout, bug eyes, poser, lord ass. We were so tiny, happy and shiny, playing tag and getting chased. Freak, slut, loser, short bus. Singing and clapping, laughing and napping, baking cookies, eating paste. Hey everyone, uh, well, today we're talking about Heathers, the musical. With me I have Kay. Yeah! Riley. I am so very much hyped. Romy. Heathers! And Wyatt. Hi! <laughs> that was a missed opportunity to go, Heather! <laughs> <laughs> Heathers, the musical, is a rock musical with music, lyrics, and book by Lawrence O'Keefe and Kevin Murphy based on the 1989 film of the same name written by Daniel Waters. The producers include J. Todd Harris, Amy Powers, R.J. Hendricks, and Andy Cohen. And after a sold-out L.A. tryout, the show moved off-Broadway in 2014. After the run, the show had an off-West End run in 2018, and then transferred to the West End for a limited engagement. And now I'm going to read the all-music review from James Christopher Monger. The Yellow Sound issued off-Broadway cast recorded off the rock musical rendering of the popular 1988 cult film Heathers the Musical features a book, music, and lyrics by Lawrence O'Keefe of Legally Blonde and Kevin Murphy of Reefer Madness and is directed by Andy Fickman, also of Reefer Madness. The dark comedy pop rock extravaganza also features the stage and vocal talents of leads Barrett Wilbert Weed, Ryan McCartan, and Elle McLemore, along with supporting roles from notable thespians like Jessica Keenan Wynn, Alice Lee, Katie Ladner, Anthony Cravello, Dan Cooney, and Michelle Duffy. It's not really a review. It basically just said literally everything else that I I just said a couple minutes ago. But I'm not I'm not here to divulge in what was going on in the reviewer's mind. We're here to talk about Heather's. What do we think of Heather's? Good, good, good. A masterpiece. <laughs> I love Heather's so much. It's insane. <laughs> it brings me back to the early musical years. Well, the modern musical years, but my early musical years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Guys, tonight I thought I was going to say I really wanted to like this, or this could have been more energetic, or this was psychotherapeutically lugubrious. <laughs> but I guess I don't have to say that tonight because this rips. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right, people. For the first time in forever, we're going to have a happy episode. For the first time in forever. I, no, I guess you could consider Disney the... Disney let us see. I think the uh, the Trace Hombres episode was a happy episode, too. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, this is a... I had a good experience uh, listening to this uh, musical, and I, I didn't know what it was at first. Uh, maybe it was the story, which is a great story. The 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 lyrics were very witty while giving dark subtext in uh, themes like teenage suicide and whatnot but i think the main reason why i personally latch on to this musical more than most is the prominent usage of synthesizers now synthesizers are a type of keyboard that originated in the late 60s and early 70s 
They're not mainly used in musicals because they present an artificial sound when compared to classical instruments, which are still prominent on this album, but I don't mind them because I love classical music myself. But it's just, it's just there's something about the synthesizer that it makes this musical edgy, you know? Yeah, well, it is the 80s. Do a lot of Coke, Coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Ah, an MST3K reference. Yeah, we stand MST3K. So I kind of noticed because, like, you know, like the movie adaption of Beetlejuice and like Heather's. You know that Winona Ryder played both Lydia and Veronica. Winona Ryder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Indeed. Also, movie. Course, you say uh, movie adapt movie adaptation of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was a movie before it was anything else. Yeah. But still, yeah. words, words. We don't need to think about words. Yeah. We. <laughs> We just say things. Oh, this yeah. is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the... Mr. Mosby was also in Heather's. Yep. Yeah, Mr. Mosby was, yeah. No building bombs in my lobby. <laughs> oh, there's a bomb! Yeah. Uncanny, uncredible. <laughs> Uncanny, uncredible reference. Oh, God. Anyway, controversial opinion coming through, but this is what I wanted next to normal to be like. It took risks musically, oh. and I mean, I for me, I felt that the music was either being too low key or it couldn't be convincingly heavy enough because of the slick pops, Dewey Dan esque production behind it. But uh, this musical isn't afraid to take risks. It it includes synthesizers. It it has time signature changes and and tempo changes. It's not it's not afraid to confer confer. Con, whatever the word is to conform yes conform to theater norms heathers is the chad of all musicals <laughs> heathers is the chad of all ex musicals ex except for uh I, except for like bear i guess riverdale version of heathers is the virgin heathers yeah. no, no, we, don't no. we don't talk about riverdale and riverdale <laughs> heathers is the real illegal heathers oh no no wait <laughs> I watched Illegal Heathers. It, I watched the bootleg of Heathers, and then I immediately turned on Illegal Heathers just as I was getting into it, and it was a painful experience because this was like my the first time I started watching bootlegs and stuff. Because this was like the very beginning of me getting into the theater community, so these were like very early experiences I had, and I was just staring at it and just like pure confusion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, yeah. so one thing that kind of surprised me when I was looking at the cast recording was the presence of Ryan McCartan, who I did not know from any <laughs> musical, but as Diggy from freaking Liv and Maddie. Diggy! <laughs> My boy! I don't remember this episode of Liv and Maddie. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what is this, a crossover episode? <laughs> Oh my god. The the this D and J D stands for Diggy. This week on Living Maddie. So, oh no. <laughs> wait, Diggy was kind of a prominent character in season one, but his presence kind of slipped away in seasons two, three, and four. Maybe because yeah, you think he was perhaps Oh he no. <laughs> oh Diggy's his dad his dad moved him. Diggy's been through ten high schools, it starts to get blurry. <laughs> Yeah, he's he, on Slurpees. Diggy has become Sarah Lynn. No, no. <laughs> 17 minutes. I never knew how much of. I, I think instead of just JD, I'm going to call him Diggy this entire episode. 
Jason Diggy. Just to make it funnier. Jason Diggy. Jason Diggy. Diggy, don't blow up this high school. This isn't going to make Maddie's father like you. Diggy left loving Maddie to uh, get high on Slurpees. <laughs> Yeah. He was let go from the Wait, show because of a Slurpee scandal. <laughs> he, robbed, oh, no. he robbed an entire franchise of its Slurpees. We're Fre- better in stereo. Froze, <laughs> froze his brain, forgot the pain. There is an entire alternate universe out there where the plot of Heathers is just instead of trying to blow up a school, JD convinces Veronica to help him rob a Slurpee store blind. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in the climax, and in the climax, Diggy, and in the climax... Diggy still blows up with the 7-Eleven. Yes. They sing, uh, what's it called? Dead Girl Walking Reprise. Just like in the basement of a 7-Eleven. And then like the 7-Eleven <laughs> guys that are standing with a mop right next to them. being like, you two okay? Speaking of yeah, the Dead and- Girl Walking Reprise, when uh, Diggy said that school is society, I felt that. <laughs> Diggy is society. <laughs> yeah, D- Diggy is messed up. No wonder Maddie broke up with him. Should we go like song by song then? Um, do you want to like do that? Song by song kind of takes a little while. Let's just uh, skim through the plot. Maybe. Can pick I just out say that songs. this is probably my favorite episode I've ever recorded, and we haven't even gotten to the point. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Veronica and her uh, friend Martha are just starting high school, and they're already being picked on by literally everyone they knew back in kindergarten and i just gotta say i love the choir they're actually throwing in actual insults and then all of a sudden they just scream homo 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 like <coughs> we know we are we're humans we knew that and homo sapiens suddenly there's a stillness to the air when uh, the three heathers show up and they they basically rule the school with an iron fist there's heather mcnamara who is Rich, Heather Duke, who has an eating disorder, and Heather Chandler, who is, quoth Veronica, the mythic bitch. I can the say three jackers. Oh, Rich, eating disorder, mythic bitch. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, a couple of days ago was September 1st. Uh, 32 years mi- ago, this, this all the, went down. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the best uh, coincidence we've had while recording since uh, we recorded our Next to Normal episode on, like, the Next to Normal pre- premiere. September 1st, 1989. <laughs> 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 That's how it goes, right? Those, those, <laughs> those first five seconds. The first five seconds of Beautiful made me know I was already going to like this uh, musical because it starts off nice with September 1st, 1989. Like, that's the day I'm listening to this. And then all of a sudden, the synthesizers begin and I'm like, oh my god, this is going to... Is this prog rock? September 1st, 1989. Can I start over? September 1st, 1989. Oh no. Oh, that clicked. She's got the giggles. So, oh, so many illegal Heather's references. Yeah, so, and and on the subject of Beautiful, I think it might just be my favorite song on here. It's dope. It, it sounds like a Genesis song, or at least it has the same structure. It's like nice tempo, but then all of a sudden the mood and the tempo changes. It just, this, this is probably the closest that show tunes got to progressive rock. So much so that I added the genre progressive rock as a subgenre for the song Beautiful on RateYourMusic.com. That's that's how far I'm going with this. Wow. Oh, okay. big moves. Is, wow. is Rate Your Music anything like Letterboxd? Uh, yeah, except it's 
less known and older. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, I, speaking of Genesis, uh, the the album cover kind of reminds me of Genesis 2. It features the three Heathers with croquet mallets and uh, the uh, album, the, the cover for their 1971 album, Nursery Crime, also, also features a girl with a, a croquet mallet. Uh, 1971, the glory days of Genesis. Back when Phil Collins knew his place as just the drummer and nothing else. Slander. <laughs> Justified slander, but still slander. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, for being a hater. Phil Collins slander and Stooges slander just are just kind of going to be... It's commonplace, in this, kinda... it's commonplace in this society. We live yeah. in a society. <laughs> we really do. Yeah, this yeah we, so live in a, we live in a society where purple people are called Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. We live in a society where people did a lot of coke and voted for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, Veronica forges a hall pass for the Heathers, and they decide to submit her to her clique, and so she becomes alienated from her friend Martha, who is, to put in layman's terms, obese. Yes, they alienate her from Martha, and uh, she becomes their new lackey, forging everything for, for them, using her for malicious intents, which is all discussed in the, the song Candy Store. Which goes hard! Yeah. It, it does! does. Yeah. It's so good! Mm-hmm. Shut up, Heather! Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Heather! Heather. Yeah. Shut up, Heather! I, I never... <laughs> want, I want like to go One criticism right I... Shut up! Heather. One criticism I have. One criticism I have with the Heathers is it's hard for me to tell them apart. Like I don't know who the Heather saying "shut up" is. I don't know who the Heather being "shut up" says "shut up" to is. Is is that Heather the the one with eating problems or the cheerleader? And is that Heather gonna turn out to be the the one that takes uh, Chandler's place or the one that gets severe depression? Okay, so wait, I have thought about Heather's so much so basically like the dynamic between them is basically that heather chandler the leader is kind of protecting the cheerleader heather mcnamara from heather duke kind of because even though heather duke is like does have like an eating disorder and is severely not doing so hot she's still like she's still like definitely a worse person than heather chandler because even though heather chandler is scary and talks herself up a lot she's like she still knows not to push heather mac because she knows heather mac is fragile and then once she, you know, is out of the way, uh, that leaves um, Heather Duke around to, like, push Heather Mack around, mm. basically. And that's what causes Heather Mack's depression. And also, so Heather Chandler's always saying, shut up, Heather, to Heather Duke, because Heather Duke is always, like, um, kind of, like, trying to move above her place and trying to be the one in charge. Mm. Sorry, I think a lot about this. <laughs> well, well, at least you cleared it up for me. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, like, color, like, if, so, like, Chandler's red, Mac is yellow, and Duke is green. The sin- Oh, I, I never green, knew that. The sign, was- the color of jealousy. How poetic. So, anyway, Veronica, in, in her alone time, Veronica meets Diggy, and Diggy talks about his past, and how he drinks Slurpees to forget about the pain. And also, Slurpees are, like, drugs for him or something. <laughs> <laughs> because who needs cocaine? Hmm. Freeze your brain! Driving that train, (laughs) high on cocaine, Diggy better eat your Slurpee. (laughs) Oh, so that's what freezing your brain means. It's because he's drinking a lot of Slurpees. What did you think it meant? (laughs) Uh, I thought it meant like a 
I, I, for some reason, I thought it was like Dr. Horrible, where it was like my freeze <laughs> ray. Anyway, so uh, Veronica's invited to a senior party with all the big seniors. And uh, Martha is uh, made fun of by the Heathers because Veronica forged a love letter from Martha's love interest who won't go out with her because she's fat. And so Martha runs away crying. And to retaliate, Veronica throws up on one of the on, on Heather Chandler. And so she's basically number one on the blacklist. And fearing that she doesn't have enough time to live, uh, Heather goes to Diggy's house and has sex with him. I, I I can't believe this. I I can't uh, I can't believe Diggy would have sex. That is so a not Disney Channel uh, thing big, to do. Why would he do this? I'm uh, I'm shaking and crying right now. Liv and Maddie, where are they now? Oh no! no. <laughs> oh, I, I should uh, point out to all the TikTokers out there who don't know where the Martha Dump Truck in the Flesh comes from. It's the song Big Fun. More like Martha Dump Truck in the Flesh. Here comes the big bitch squad. <laughs> Oh, I also love how, uh, I guess the climax of the, uh, you know what is, is, uh, portrayed by Diggy saying, Ow! He sounds like Kermit! <laughs> no! <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. You're not wrong, but that's why I'm mad. <laughs> he does. He does sound like Kermit. I mean, Dead Girl Walking slaps, so it's okay. It Just like most of the songs in the, in Heather's. Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of this uh, slaps. Uh, Ava showed yeah. me the uh, Dead Girl Walking animatic a couple months ago, and I thought it was cool. And again, it reminded me of a Genesis song. So I just had a memory awakened within me that I didn't remember at all prior to this episode. But I was when I was in sixth grade, I was part of this like county choir thing where they had us all go to this one. Basically, they had us like do a whole bunch of meetings, like everyone in the county who got into the choir, and they we would just like sing a song at this one like music hall or whatever. But I remember during one of the rehearsals, we had some downtime, and I was talking to this one girl who I, like, had just met that day. And she was like, yeah, my sister is going to be in a production of Heather's, like, with her school or something. And I was like, oh, cool, what's that? Because I've never heard of it before because I'm, like, 11 and or 12 or something. And she, like, starts explaining the plot to me. And the way she explained it was like, oh, there's this girl and her boyfriend, and then there's, like, these popular people and then uh, the boyfriend tries to kill someone and then someone jumps off a bridge. And it was like the most, it was very like out of order and also like really confusing. And I went home and I had like nightmares about it because it was like the most concerning thing to me as a 12 year old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was like a horror musical, <laughs> which I mean, it's creepy. Uh, yo, girl. <clears throat> but oh. I thought it was like an actual <laughs> horror musical. Speaking and I was of, like, speaking... I'm never hearing of this again. This is horrifying. I never want to watch it. I never want to go see a production of it. And then, like, I'm in eighth grade, like, two years later. And I, suddenly, like, it's become, a, like, a trend. Like, everyone I know listens to Heather's because I was in a bunch of, like, theater kid friend groups. 
And I was just like, you guys seriously listen to this? And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, this slaps. This goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also, uh, Yo Girl. No song that, that is titled Yo Girl is going to be great. But, I like that song. It's, like it's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that, I, I was going to say, it's oh. it's good, not great. Do we just like gloss Yo over... Girl. Do we just gloss over kindergarten boyfriend? Uh, no, we glossed we, we over like half the songs. Yeah, We're but, not really going in order. <laughs> so uh, Veronica and Diggy decide to meet up with Heather Chandler to discuss the whole vomiting situation, but they accidentally end up poisoning her, and now Veronica accidentally. has... <laughs> I hate to admit it, but you skipped over fight for me. Uh, oh, you did. That's that's tragic. What was, I sang the voice solo in theater. It was very good. What was in that? What was, Fight for me, good. What was that? What was in that song again? That was the one where um JD was fighting with Kurt and Ram, and Veronica was just getting real, real flustered about it. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's how they. So that's how they met. All right. Yeah. yeah, they met, and then they meet at the Seven Eleven, and then JD's all like, "You want to hear about my trauma, girl? I just met." All right. So anyway, uh, Diggy and Veronica forge a suicide letter from Heather Chandler, and they accidentally end up writing a number one hit for Air Supply. You're making me sound like Air Supply. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, are an, an Australian soft rock band whose uh, number one hit was, uh, um, I agree. I can't even remember it. That's how milk toast they are. <laughs> but they did exist. They are a band that exists. We're never. <laughs> we're not getting to any of their albums on this podcast. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm not succumbing episode. to peer pressure this time, folks. <laughs> we need a slander episode. It'd be a good one. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it next September first. All right. So anyway, um, the police discovered the suicide note and. It literally becomes, like, uh, the next big thing. Like, schools are being canceled because Heather Chandler quote-unquote killed herself. And my my, fa- my favorite part was when uh, the teacher gave all the students uh, mimeographed uh, suicide notes so they could all study Heather's pain. But I liked it better when I thought she said autographed suicide notes. <laughs> yes, uh, autographed the suicide notes. Yeah. And I like how they relate Heather Chandler to Jesus Christ, which makes the I'm bigger than John Lennon line even funnier. <laughs> yeah. When he said, when like someone said that, I'm bigger than John Lennon, I busted out laughing. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of the Family Guy episode where, it's where like Jesus was in it and there was a newspaper headline that said, Jesus is bigger than Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap, Lois, it's Jesus Christ. Jason Bourne, it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Diggy realizes that if he killed Heather Chandler so easily, he can also kill other people so easily. So he decides, uh, well, and he just, but he he's not that cruel yet. So he just decides to prank the two evil jocks of the high school, one of whom is Martha's crush. So they yeah, well, like. The they, context is that they beat him up and he wants revenge. And also they like made Veronica cry yeah. or something. And he's like, how dare you do this to my girlfriend who I met like a month ago. <laughs> You're in town, but make it public high school. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, uh, Veronica calls them up and says, hey, I, I want to do a threesome in this abandoned cemetery. You win? And they're like, yeah. And then oh, the first song I, I heard from I don't even have to buy you the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
then so they they meet her at the cemetery and uh and diggy has these special bullets from world war ii that aren't designed to kill but designed to fake deaths but as it turns out the bullets were real and both the jocks die and also i'd like to say that they're called um Eklug bullets translates to I lie bullets in German. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had to look that one up. That's I read great. that fact on like Pinterest and it's the, f- I'm obsessed. <laughs> and so Diggy, <laughs> Stiggy sister, Vonnega. Well, they're dead. We can't be stopped now. Let's kill more people. Let's kill the Heathers. But now he's dead. <laughs> but now. Oh. And then there's Chunky. He's dead. He's- Yep. And We're telling everyone I'm dead. So, uh, also uh, returning back to the uh, the little the the scene in English where they're ana- over analyzing Heather's suicide note in uh, what was it called again? The me inside of me. Yeah, good song. Mm-hmm. Good so song. yeah, it. I think after I think another reason why I gravitate more towards this than next normal is. When I was listening to Next to Normal, I made the fatal mistake of reading along to the lyrics on Genius, and because there were literally so many footnotes and annotations of each and every lyric, like every single lyric has to be connected towards one another, and it was probably the most pretentious thing I've ever read. But for Heather's, all I did was look at the Wikipedia article, and I didn't have to annotate any of the symbolism, and it was... So relieving. I, I I didn't have a headache like when I was listening to Next Normal, although it could have just been from a rainy day. I don't think I don't think the lyrics gave me a headache, but still it was it was a much better experience. I mean, I personally like when my lyrics are super overly annotated. Um this is why I listen to Dave Malloy musicals. But I mean I can see where you're coming from, definitely, because it's like something easy to listen to that you don't have to put a ton of thought into. And it's, it's a good rainy day musical, Heather's yeah. is, I yeah. think. Yeah, I listen to Heather's for the plot. <laughs> the plot is pony butts. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Like, remember when, like, in the My Little Pony fandom, like, plots are used to refer to pony asses. What? What? Um, because, I... because there was a picture of, like, a bunch of ponies' butts, and, like, it's... Oh. It said, I watch My Little Pony for the plot. And That's so just so... They... Mm-hmm. It's uh... like much. So, uh, Act 2 begins with the, the funeral of the dead jocks, and one of the other jocks' fathers is chastising the other for still being homophobic, even after his dead gay son is dead. But then it's revealed they had an affair of their own, so... Oh. <laughs> It doesn't really for have. Context, um, it really doesn't the, have the, much to do with the plot, but it slaps. Yeah, for context, yeah. in the forged suicide note for Kurt and Ram, they were like, "We we had to hide our gay forbidden love from a misapproving world," <laughs> even though they weren't actually like dating each other. It was just a prank. They gotta hide their love away. Mm-hmm. They gotta hide their love away. Oh Epic my Beatles god! Joke. Oh my god! It's a John Lennon reference. Heather Chandler is bigger than him. Uh, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. uh... Veronica tells Diggy that if they want to be together, there can be no more killing. And I'm pretty sure the West End version, this is, this is, uh, I Say No, which is good song. Very good song. But in, uh, but, but in the off-Broadway version, it's 17. Yeah. Which has a yeah. pretty cool, uh, synth line about 75 seconds before the ending. Yeah, and, I mean, 17 is good, and, um... Again, I know, most people don't like the West End recording as much as the off-Broadway recording, but... Consider, I say no slaps. It do be slapping. It do be slapping. So, uh... And also, in the lyrics, she goes, 
I'm not Bonnie, you're not Clyde. And it's just the best delivery ever. <laughs> I love it. The way she's saying it, she's like spitting it out. It's full of disdain. Oh, it's great. As someone who's seen Bonnie and Clyde, I, I get it. What about Bonnie and Clyde uh, messing up the Oscar Best Picture delivery? Wait, uh, who? Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, because the it's always gonna circle back to that that one moment in time. Or, or like the Super Bowl when it played sicko mode and says "Sweet Victory." Was or that that wasn't a mistake her, though? Yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> it was the most disappointing thing ever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I, and uh, the next song is called Shine a Light, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but not as good as the Stones version, to be honest. This song is one of my favorites, honestly. It's so fun, oh. and like uh, the monologue in the, near the end is the most delightful thing. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. Yes. Wait, I have it memorized. Do you want me to do it? Uh, sure. <laughs> yes, please do. My name's Pauline. I live alone. My husband left. My kids are grown. In the 60s, love was free. That did not work out well for me. The revolution came and went, tried to change the world, barely made a dent. I have struggled with despair. I joined a cult, chopped off my hair. I chant, I pray, but God's not there. So, Steve, I'm ending our affair. And I fixed <laughs> it every single time. <laughs> that feels damn freaking fantastic. That was beautiful, Kay. Uh, I was boogieing. Yeah, we can add you to the list of people who have canonically rapped on Rock of Ages. Up there with David Byrne, Roger Hodgson, Riley... uh, Lucas. And... Yeah, Lucas from Bear. Lucas from Bear. Thank you, Lucas from Bear. I want to see Lucas from Bear do this rap. (laughs) Guys, where are the cops? Shut up! (laughs) So, uh, Heather, Heather Mack is feeling very sad because... She's had no friends. She's had she's had no friends. She's she feels like she's on a lifeboat, which is the name of the song of her. It's the name of her confessional song. And all Heather Duke can do is I was I was born with a condition that makes me show no emotions. I hate you for having emotions. I was born with glass just She just yells at her from a bathroom door. That that's low. Okay. To be okay, fair, but Heather Mack uh, Duke isn't actually better. in that song. That's like, uh, Duke in that song is a manifestation of Heather Mack's anxieties. She's not actually in the bathroom telling her to, like, kill herself. <laughs> Still, it's pretty jarring. It's pretty jarring. Also, yeah. that's my favorite song, and feel free to get mad at me for that. I really like it. <laughs> Alright, so, um, I will say, though, Duke by Genesis is many times better than he- Heather Duke. I'm sure Jackson would love to disagree with me on that. (laughs) So Martha finds out that uh, Veronica had a part in the the murder of Ram, her her crush. And so she's devastated. And we find out that she's had a crush on him since they were in kindergarten. And now that he's gone, she feels that there's no reason to live. And she tries to commit suicide. She jumps off a bridge. (laughs) In layman's terms, yes. It's, It's very sad. This is so sad. Alexa, play big fun. Thankfully, she thankfully she survives. Yeah, but we and don't. She goes to the we, hospital, and I think she just has her some broken bones, of, right? Yeah, but we don't hear from her the rest of the musical, I believe. No, she's at the very end. I think she's there during the prom. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Right? Right? Yeah. Am I right? I don't she's know. Yeah. The, or not the Veronica prom? Sings to her, right? I think. Yeah. She, all right. So. Anyway. She's there in seventeen reprise. I think. All right. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in the song mentioned earlier, uh, Veron- 
Yo, girl, uh, Veronica is feeling all stressed out by the situation. Her best friend just tried to kill herself, and the, the ghosts of uh, the jocks and Heather uh, are taunting her. She's being aloof to her parents, and so she locks herself in her room, only to find that Diggy is there. He- Dang it, Diggy! He through the window! Dreadful <laughs> oh etiquette, I know. Also, this is all back to when Veronica broke into his house through the window. Get out of my house! <laughs> Get out of my house! This dead boy walking! <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> so, uh, so, uh... My boys are homosexual And that don't scare me none I want the world to Love my dead gay son. And I've been thinking, praying, reading some magazines, and it's time we opened our eyes. Well, the good Lord made the universe, the Lord created man, and I believe it's all a part of his gigantic plan. I know God has a reason for each mountain and each flower, and why he chose to let our boys get busy in the shower. Heather, um, no, why did I say Heather? Uh, Veronica locks herself in her closet and Diggy uh, exposes his monstrous plan to blow up the entire school (laughs) and leave a forged suicide note. From literally And this everyone. song slaps. Like, it has no right to go as hard yeah. as it oh, does. Yeah. Diggy uh, forcefully opens the door that, Ver- that Veronica is hiding in, only to find out that she has hung herself. And to be honest, this really caught me off guard. Like, I I did not expect them to do this. And I was, like, sad. I was, like, really sad. Like, how can this happen? Like, how? But this is really sad. But I, oh, it turns out that my, my worst fears have... Are only false because, uh, as it turns out, Veronica faked her suicide and is on her way to stop Diggy from from blowing up the school, which he is still doing despite knowing that Veronica is dead. Like, oh my God, Veronica is dead. Well, better blow up that school. Also, like at some point, right after, like uh, he jumps out the window um, to go blow up the school, Veronica's mom comes in. No, and it's and she's just like she screams and then veronica just like comes down she's like no mom i'm good i'm good i'm going to the party bye <laughs> why didn't they sh- why didn't they show that in the cast recording all i got was her scream i didn't i didn't get any uh thing like uh oh it's mom it's okay mom. i i legitimately thought she was dead until i went to the next paragraph on the uh synopsis for heathers so anyway um <laughs> Veronica goes to the school to stop Diggy from blowing up the entire school. And uh, I like how it's called Dead Girl Walking Reprise because now the the two songs, they're the same title, but they both had different meanings. Dead Girl Walking is like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be dead soon, so I might as well make the best of it. But the reprise is like, people think I'm dead, but hey, I'm, I'm alive. So it's very poetic. I never noticed that. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, like follow the golden rule to follow the gold and rule. Oh, oh, oh. It's poetic humor. It's genius. Yeah. Oh, so, it's uh, like poetry. She's Jack alive, she's alive, she's so alive. So she she encounters Diggy in the boiler room and, and Diggy says his famous society quote and the two fight and uh, Veronica shoots Diggy. <laughs> <laughs> like she brings a loaded gun and shoots him. Well, he has the gun first, I'm pretty sure, and then she just takes it from him, right? I, I, I don't know. I don't think she brought the gun to the boiler room. 
So, uh... Which also, like, he brought the gun to the room where he was gonna blow up the school, so I assume he was expecting someone to come in and try and stop him, right? I guess so. Anyway, uh, Diggy realizes that he's such an idiot and decides he's going to take the bomb and blow himself up in the middle of the field, uh, quite a far way away from, from the school. And I guess this is, I guess this is why Diggy disappears after season four of Liv and Maddie. That, and it was the last season of Liv and Maddie. Oh my gosh. I remember being so confused in the movie, because I, like, looked away for three seconds, and then he's just like, oops, okay, I'm gonna go blow myself up, and I didn't know what happened. (laughs) Well... Well, I saw this musical has made me see Diggy in a different light. Not that I saw him in a different light before. I still don't think he should have been chosen in that season three episode. I have Diggy opinions. Yes. And then at the very, very end of the musical, Veronica goes back into the room. And, oh my god, wait, what's the quote? Uh, she's like, uh, so someone's, I think Mac is like, you look like you've been through hell or something. And then Veronica goes, I just got back. And then I'm pretty sure she like kisses her, but I'm not sure. Cause <laughs> I've only ever epic. seen that in like animatics. That's epic. <laughs> I choose to believe that they do in fact kiss. It's like, uh, it's like those, uh, Owl House memes where like, these people have no, had no, inter- had, they've had no interaction or foreshadowing, but now they're kissing. It's, so anyway... Veronica says to the Heathers, I destroyed society. Let's be friends now. (laughs) And that's the end. They live in a society happily ever after. (laughs) Cause that school is society. (laughs) Murray. As someone who hasn't seen the Heathers movie, I I think I'm going to say it. This is better. As, uh, Uh... you know, as uh, James Schaeferilla said in... His video on Shrek the Musical a couple days ago. Heathers takes the uh, source material and expands it. Makes it better. Removes some uh, p- details to the plot that might not have been the best. It, uh, what I'm saying is it improves on it. Whereas Shrek the Musical yeah. n- doesn't and never will. <laughs> but yeah, I had a good experience listening to this. It, it had wit. It had uh, great characters. It had the presence of synthesizers, which... Up to this point, I've noticed that musicals are very reluctant to use since, I don't know, maybe they're too rocking for them, but Fun Home had a synth in that one song but never used it again, so kudos to Heather for using it in more than one song. I know you guys not, <laughs> I know you guys don't sure care about are. synthesizers, but uh, but still, it's, it's cool for me. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if it uses synth because I haven't listened to it in quite a while, but there is another Lawrence O'Keefe musical, Bat Boy, um, which is really good, and I highly recommend it. And I'm pretty sure it's got some synth in there. It's a weird one, though. A lot weirder than Heather's. Nice. <laughs> which is uh, so, a, lot, a lot to say, but it is very weird. All right. So, um, Isaiah told me he gave this an 8 out of 10. And I'm glad. I thought he was going to give this a 2 or a 3 out of 10, and I was going to call him a hater. <laughs> so, yeah, I, we don't have to worry about this. He's not a sacrilegious boy. <laughs> but... And on 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 that, let's uh, go around the room. We'll start. Um, we'll start with uh, Kay. What did you? What would you give this? I'm gonna give it like a nine point six, not a nine point five, a nine point six because even numbers are better than odd numbers, and this deserves the best. Right. I give it a solid nine point two five out of ten. I love it so much. I'm almost afraid this is gonna be the album that tops Bear. 
<laughs> Sorry, Bear. I love you, but Heather. We love Bear, but we love Heather's. <laughs> All right, bro. I gave it a nine. Yeah, I gave it a nine. Uh, I've I've been going back and forth. I moved up over the course of this episode. I'm giving it a solid eight. I it's it's great, but I still need somewhere to go for my musical ratings because I was very tempted for that nine, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a steady eight. That's gonna be my. So my uh my my evening for all the tracks. I I, gave, I rated all the tracks out of ten and then divided by how many tracks there were because that because that's that's how I do my ratings and. My final score was eight and three quarters, which is the same even I got for Born to Run. And between the two, I even even though I gave Born to Run the the higher score of eight point eighty five, um, I'm gonna give Heather's the uh, the nice rating of nine. No wait, nope, nine point zero one. Okay. Ah. <laughs> And despite that, I still think I do like Born to Run better. I think I'd rather listen to Born to Run more, but because like the the, the whole backstory of how it was made and how what Bruce was going through to make it, I and it's just some pretty cool rock and roll. But Heather's, it's it still has its merits. It's got synthesizers, as I've mentioned a billion times. It's 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 easy to listen to. It's got great characters. It's got delightful wit in its lyrics. It. If, if I don't look hard into it. It's just, as Kay mentioned, it's a perfect rainy day uh, theater album, even though its uh, themes rely heavily on teenage suicide and murder. This yes, Heathers, Death, Slurpees, and Synthesizers. <laughs> and it. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And bombs. This is, wait, wouldn't Bush be president in this time? The first one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ronald should be retiring right now. Shoot, I forgot to turn off YouTube notifications. And so we're going to hear a YouTube notification in this podcast. I'm sorry. I can always just edit it out. Update, I neglected to edit it out. Oh, what's the next musical next well, week? For those, for those who aren't in the loop, uh, we did two concept albums in June, but we didn't do a theater album after either of them because it was Cade Month. And, uh, that's very sad. We didn't do any co- theater albums after those concept albums. But, but, so, we were, so, I decided that we do two theater albums to compensate for that. Heather's being the first yeah, of those theater albums. But, uh, I, I figured it might be a bit too much to do one theater album and then do another heavy theater album. So, uh, I figured we'd do a little bit of a, a Thermos rock album. It's a rock album that isn't on the wheel, but it's a rock album I planned for when we get to the next musical, which we'll be doing two episodes from now. It's just a... It relates to our next theater album in a way that I can only tell you guys next week, but uh, I assure you that... I assure you it does kind of relate when once I fully explain it. And the next album... Cool. The next rock album we'll be looking at is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's cover of Pictures at an Exhibition. Okay. First day. This should be a very interesting time. All right, thank you.
Open the, open the door, please, Veronica. Open the door, Veronica. Can we not fight anymore, please? Can we not fight anymore? Veronica, sure you're scared. I've been there. I can set you free. Veronica, don't make me come in there. I'm gonna count to three. One, two, fuck it. No. Veronica. I'm racing.